0: Hi there, welcome to Victim to Victor, the podcast dedicated to empowering abuse survivors and inspiring healing, hope and positive change. I'm Anu Verma, a published author, and in every episode, I'll sit down with a guest and embark on an insightful conversation about trauma, as well as practical strategies to start the healing process. So let's get started. I hope you enjoy the show. And in today's episode I have Bo Bissett with me. Bo spent the first four decades of his life punishing, mutilating, demeaning and destroying himself. Somewhere along the line he realised those daily practices only made things worse and despite his wishes to not move forward he found his way. That's when he stopped trying to bury himself and instead started lifting. It sounds cheesy, but you are the reason he is here, he says. Most people wouldn't have survived what he put himself through. He believes the lessons he learned from his pains can help you out of yours. And that's why he is here to show you the way. He developed his own healing philosophy, incorporating kinesiology, meridian release points, pranayamic breathing and NLP. Together, these practices form a heart-centered clearing method that gets you out of your own way skyrockets your intuition and removes the controls your past emotions have over today's decisions and tomorrow's results amoni is a guide in charge of exposing the self-awareness necessary to find the healer inside of you so that you can make lasting changes Bo, all the way from Taiwan. How are you, Bo? I'm great. How are you, Anna? I'm really good. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you for sharing the platform with me so I could come here and share the message. I really, really appreciate it. Very thankful.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's always an honor. And just to learn about, you know, your own journey of um, inspiration so that you can inspire my listeners and to talk more about Ammonie. Wow. So, why don't you um, explain to my listeners what Amo-Ni
1: is? Okay, Amo-Ni is a system. is a uh, It's a system, a healing system that I've developed. Um, Amo in Spanish means I love. Ni in Chinese means you. So, literally, it translates into I love you. And um, as I was telling you before we started, like that was one of the first books that the first the first self help book that I read when I started my journey was. Uh, how to love yourself. And I would put a little sticky note on my, on my, um, uh, bathroom mirror and read, you know, it said, I love you. And I would just read it off every morning or every time I went to the, to the, to the restroom. And I remember looking at it and it's, uh, after a while, I just hated looking at it. Cause I, I would look at myself in the mirror. As I said, I love you. And I just, I didn't believe it. I just hated, I, you know, I hated, hated saying, it. I, I eventually tore the toilet sticker off. And um, i got to the point you know through everything that I've went through and all the healing stuff that I've uh, found and been exposed to I um, finally with the program that i have uh, that I'm now using uh, I was finally able to rid myself of those uh, those programmed emotions that were self-sabotaging me and keeping me in that in that uh, that state of just uh, not enjoying even being with myself and so that's uh yeah it's how many combined, we combine muscle testing, uh, a meridian release chart to uh, to peg the emotions on the body, a pranayama breath uh, that I came up with called the AMA breath. And then finally, some neuro-linguistic programming to once we find and uh, release the emotions and use the NLP to grease the wheels of intention and send the, send the individual further down the path of the hopes and dreams. Wow,
0: fantastic. I mean, and, and I'm, that's so inspiring, the journey that, you know, it sounds like you've been on. But where does this all stem from? So uh, at what point did you realize that you didn't love yourself?
1: Um, pretty early on. Um, when I was, I was I was a pretty angry kid and a lot of that anger started manifesting um, when I played sports. And we would manifest. I broke my ankle several times uh, before I was uh, before I was a teenager like playing soccer or football. That was my that was my sport, and um, so yeah, it was just I was, you know, I was always pushing down, and I realized that. when I started doing this clearing work, then that that the the injuries that manifested was like that anger, me pushing that down. Um, when uh, my parents were. When I was 12 years old, my parents sat my brother and I down, and they told us that they were getting divorced. And I just like, I went blank. I grew up in a small town in North Carolina, uh, and as soon as I heard that, I just ran out the door. And that that was the spark that triggered my running, really my running response. Um, and I and I used alcohol and drugs uh, to run away from things. And then later on in life, uh, in my mid 20s, uh, I ran away just packed my stuff and just gave everything away. And I left the States. Um, I had had two car accidents where I nearly killed myself from, from drinking. Uh, And then in my mid twenties, I got started making some money and i re rediscovered cocaine, which I was using a lot of and or using some of in college, but I couldn't afford it. But then once I got a job uh, and started, could afford it, um, Mm -hmm. I started getting back into that. And after the two car accidents, i i could not tell my parents that i was like in something else so i just ran away like uh left the country and i just started bouncing from country to country teaching english
0: wow okay and um because you mentioned about the anger i mean a lot of the times you know when we're so angry at uh, you know, in our teenage years or, or at a younger age, a, a lot of that does stem from something that may have happened to us when we were younger. Did you find mm-hmm. that there were any kind of childhood, um, adverse childhood experiences that you may have suffered from?
1: The only thing that uh, the only thing that I connected with was like when my brother, uh, when my brother was born, I was an older brother. So when I was, my brother was born, like he kind of like stole my thunder. And know not in, not intentionally, right? But you know, as the firstborn, like then comes the you know, then comes my brother, and like all the attention that I was getting, like he got, right? And then I uh, uh, you know, I felt lonely and left out, and you know, kind of ignored, and yeah, that uh, that did not sit well with me, and um, yeah, just something I just like pushed down and and came out. and manifested when it when I was playing sports. I got frustrated.
0: Wow. Okay. Like when you look back now, did you feel like um, things could have been different in terms of, you know, the parenting that you may have experienced?
1: I mean, I, I don't really, there's no way that I could put, uh, like put blame or anything on all my parents. Um, you know, I think they did, like most parents, I think they did, you know, the best that they could given their their circumstances. I mean, I grew up a, like in a middle, you know, upper middle class uh, family but yeah and you know based on you know what you know everything that happened in my life I'm actually at this point I'm able to look at it and be grateful like because you know if if I really wouldn't change anything because of where I am right now and I'm I'm happy I'm happy for that.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, you've, you've come a long way. So what happened then? So you were obviously traveling the world, teaching English. But when did you actually start to realize that you needed healing?
1: Um, I was in Vietnam and I lost, um, I lost, uh, business. Uh, I lost, uh, like a job that I was actually working on to support me, like building the business. I lost a, a girlfriend, um and i was passing out in alleys in ho chi minh city um and at that point i'd gotten into snorting um heroin too and i just like i I called my brother one day and i was like man like i I have nothing left i've i've done it again and i've completely like ruined myself i I don't i don't know what to do and so he's like come back you know we'll, we'll get you sorted out so i went home and as soon as I got home, like, and I started to kind of, you know, I sobered up for a few days and I was like, Oh my God, what did I do? I just, you know, I left everything. I just ruined myself. And I was like, how am I going to get myself out of the situation? So I, um, I, I got a bike bicycle, uh, I opened, uh, a, a, a started a website and I was like, Oh, this is what I'll do. I'll, I'll chronicle my way across the country. I'll ride my bicycle." Across the country, and then hopefully somewhere between you know the East Coast and West Coast, I'll garner enough attention and be able to use that as like a platform for me to be a travel writer. Oh, cool! Yeah. Oh,
0: wow! So Thank
1: I you. got to the second.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. No, I yeah. got to the that west. Great! I love it.
1: <laughs> I got to the West Coast, and it took me six months. I went up and down and all around, and uh, stopped at a bunch of different places. I was interviewing B and B's. Um, for uh, for the website, and then that, they would give me a night night stay, and uh, most like most nights I was just you know, staying outside in a hammock, but I was able to you know secure some places, and and yeah, I made I made it across. Yeah. That didn't work out, so um, you know I got to the West Coast, and then you know, nothing materialized. So, and, you know, looking back now, I mean, I only gave it six months, right? So. Um, My aunt and uncle, they were like, you know, come back and we'll help you out. You can can work and save some money. And um, so I got with them and I was working and I was just drinking, drinking profusely. And at that time, my aunt, uh, my aunt found out she got breast cancer. And and at the same time, like my body started showing signs of breaking down. I was at a case of beer. I was drinking about a case of beer a day and then Jack Daniels at night to, to um, fall asleep.
0: There yeah. How many cans are in a case? Twenty-four. What?
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Boy, your poor body. I know, right? So like my, and my aunt, my aunt and uncle, they work worked hard their whole life and both were very successful, but you know, they, they seem to do like all the right things. Right. And here my aunt was having breast cancer and I've like, you know, I've just done everything to, to destroy myself. Yeah. And so I was like, I know I was like, to get it together. And so that was like, that was my first, uh, really big, uh, that was my, my that was my final wake up call. Not my first, but that was my final wake up call, and I decided, like, all right, I've got to. And from there, I just the first book I read was the uh, what a Learn to Love Yourself book, and then yeah, I just dove into meditation, Tony Robbins, Doctor Joe Dispenza, Mind Valley courses, like anything that I could get my hand on, and uh, to get better. But it was like every. You know, a lot of people, th- you know, talk about the, the the phrase like two steps forward and one, one step back. Yeah, I was doing one step forward and one step back. Like I, I was stuck. I was not making any progress, and th- just nothing that I seemed to do just seemed to move the needle. I would do, uh, I would read a book, and then you know things would be better for you for a few weeks, and then I, I would do something to regress and just pull myself back into the the quagmire and the of just. Of anger and frustration that I was going through and um yeah I ended up moving to Taiwan back to Taiwan and I met a woman and we she's my wife now
0: oh wow
1: okay. and she was going through a tough time and so we found each other and we helped each other on this journey and as good as we were together on the good days like we had some really bad days too and the last time that we had a really big argument, we were both like, well, we've got to, something's got to change. And a Buddhist friend of hers introduced us to this individual who does, uh, this program It's called the spiral. And so I was like, I'll I'll do whatever. Like, I just, you know, I've tried everything on my own. I've like, I cannot, I've not made any progress. Like I'm nowhere, you know, I've, I've done nothing. and, nothing seemed to work. So I went and the first session I did with this individual immediately changed my life. Um, I cried for hours and I'm not somebody that cries often. Wow. I mean, just uncontrollably, just hours and hours and hours. And what we did, uh, we're, like we went in using, you know, using the foundational stuff that I use for Nino and was, Using muscle testing to find the emotions that I had buried as a child, and once we connect with those and, and release those emotions, it was like bubbles popping. Like, and these bubbles, every time they popped, it was just like an, a different awareness of something I did, said, or something I was continuously doing, saying, feeling, or uh, the energy that I was giving off. And it was just like, oh my god, I've been, I've been doing this to myself. Like, I've destroyed myself. Like, I oh. And, like, once I realized that, like, you know, because, you know, it's different when somebody else tells you something or points something out that you're doing wrong, right? So, you're like, hey, yeah, whatever. But, like, when you see it, yeah. like when you when you personally have that awareness, it is just, for me, to just changed my life overnight.
0: Wow. So, what is it about this? Spot? Is, it, is it called Spiral technique
1: or spiral? Yeah, well, the, the individual, the man, that the guy that uh, developed is Dane Thomas, uh, he's an Australian. It's called The, the Spiral. Um, and he uses the same, he's muscle testing to find the emotions that we buried and then a meridian chart to locate them. Uh, then I added on some different stuff because after I went through this program, uh, I, my life changed. Um, but there was a lot of stuff, especially – so, my intentions going in, you know, to heal the relationship with my wife, uh, stop, you know, stop my running tendencies, um, heal my addiction. Yeah. Um, did, a lot of that stuff did not, was not, we didn't get to that. Yeah. And so I gave it a few months and I started diving back in, using that work to work on myself. Mm. And once I did that, then like, boom. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. Like I was able to find those, find and pop those awareness bubbles that this individual helped me with, you know, helped me release. And just, yeah, and it was immediate change. And the biggest thing was like, one of the, first of all, like my relationship with my wife, like that just really changed. We, I used to, you know, based on my, my past, like I was a runner. Yeah. as soon as I felt anxiety or I felt anger or felt scared I would just run and I would pack up I just pack up and leave the country. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, that was one of the things that, that was just huge for me. And I'm like I'm stable now and I'm you know solid with our relationship and like you know I'm just here for you know to, to move forward. And the other thing was the addiction. Like when when I finished the course I asked the guy, I was like, you know have you ever worked with somebody that's, you know, that's, that's had addiction problems and then, you know, tr- and then tried, you know, the substance again He's like, ah, I don't recommend that. You know, I was like, Shh. you know, I was like, but if I, if I release those emotions that were attached to me, abusing myself, you know, to self abusing myself with the alcohol and the drugs, then I should be able to, not to say I want to do cocaine or heroin again. Obviously, that's, you know, out the door. Yeah. But, you know, having a glass of wine or beer, you know? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do it. Now, I'm I'm somebody who's always kind of pushed the envelope. And I was like, I'm going to try it. Yeah. And so I did. Um, and then so I, one weekend I had a glass of wine. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then a weekend later, I had like two And then a couple of weekends later I had three and then I could feel that when I used to drink, as soon as the alcohol touched my lips, it was like, Oh, yeah. That was just a beautiful feeling. I could feel that waking up. So I went in and I dug deeper and now today I can, I can have a beer. There's a beer in the refrigerator. It's been there for a few months now. Um, and, Sometimes I go in there and I'm like, hey, I would like that. And then sometimes I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Do
0: you like obviously um, you know, th- that feeling that you got when you kind of taste the alcohol, I mean, would you say that that that's a sign of addiction?
1: Um, I would, yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: It's just, yeah, because I, I always raise this because there's so many people who are just stuck in this pattern of um, you know. Every night, just having one or two glasses of wine. Some might have a bottle, but you know mm. they don't think anything of it. And then I just think, hmm, "Well, why don't you try, you know, not having a glass a night and see, see how it goes, see how you feel." Right. And, and, and that's when you'd know, wouldn't you, if um, yeah, addiction.
1: So, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of it is, you know, in the, it's a lot of the addictions start that way. Mm. Um, for me, it was not. For me, it was just straight up just abusing. You know, I was a binge drinker right from the beginning. Um, but a lot of people start out, you know, like harmless, you know, it's the same with coffee, right? You know, everybody starts off, you know, some coffee and they get coffee in the morning, but then the way that we, the way that we think about it and even talk about that, the thing, the substance, right. It's like, you know, Oh, I can't start my day without my cup of coffee. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like those, you know, the way that we talk to ourselves and like the way that we think about that thing gets reinforced and that, like, and that, that itself creates as much as the addiction as the actual substance does. Uh, it's
0: true, yeah, the actual thought process behind it, for sure. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think, you know, all those all those years that you spent um, kind of t- trying to really heal, um, what, what do you think was the main kind of block there?
1: The main block for me was that, like, my subconscious was so wired for abuse. Okay. And that, like, a lot of the stuff... You know, um, a lot of this a lot of the things that you read talk about you know our belief system, right? And about you know, and if you can change your beliefs, and you know, Tony Robbins talks about that in one of his first books, you know, Awaken the Giant Within. And but the thing is, like, you know, there's another level below that. You know, our emotion, like we're an emotion, we are emotional beings. And our our our, uh, our as soon as we're not long after we're conceived. Our our system comes online, like our subconscious is grabbing onto energy uh, that the baby's experiencing inside the womb, um, energy from from outside environment, energy from the the mother, energy from the father, energy and and emotions that, that happen in the environment. And then when we're born, and as soon as we start having experiences, our subconscious programs these experiences as emotions. Records these emotions, and then the next time that a similar traumatic experience happens, then that emotion is cued, and that is the cue for what we believe, you know, and what we feel and think, and all the all the other things. So the emotions are the foundation of, of of everything. They're the foundation of our existence. And like I said, like everything that I tried before was just was did not go deep enough. Yeah.
0: Interesting. And like, um, it's interesting you say that because I, I feel like just from listening to your story, that it was only when you kind of got into your relationship that the real change took place. Are you a firm believer about the fact that, you know, we do need a support network behind us and it, it's difficult to achieve
1: healing alone? Um, it is very difficult to achieve healing alone. Um, it's, I mean, it's possible. Um, but I mean, from the first, you know, from my first aha moment, uh, my you know, with my aunt, not aha moment, but like my you know, my final or final aha think, moment. Yeah. Like, You know, with her having cancer, right? Because you know, her and my <laughs> uncle took me in and they were, you know, giving me, you know, they were supporting me to get back on my feet and everything. And I was I was able to see them and, and their environment and how they ran a successful relationship. And know the partnership that they established to become successful and so that was extremely beneficial for me and you know for you know for my future progress wow. so definitely um you know if you are if you are going through uh, something uh you know if you're going through a traumatic experience I, I would definitely recommend like reaching out to have someone you know you know, be a friend or anybody to, you know, be there with you as you, as you go through it. Don't, you know, yeah. don't be afraid to reach out for, for some, for someone else. You know, you, you know, the thing is, you know, the more we talk about stuff like this, the more we realize like, you know, what's, you, you know, what you're going through, you know, it's maybe, uh, if you're listening to this, what you're going through is different, maybe different than what I went through, but, you know, it's all the same, right? We're all going through this painful journey and learning as we, you know, as we stumble and fall and pick ourselves back up. So, like, we're we're all in this together, you know. You are not alone. Yeah. So don't like don't pull back and you know, I hate to say don't anything because it's like our a lot of the things that we do yeah. are programs like are like a program so self uh, like subconscious emotional programs so like when you tell somebody not to do something right and then they do it then they're like oh i'm such you know i'm such a you know yeah i'm not you know this i'm this or that because i wasn't able to do it but what i found is that that frustration from you know not being able to doing to do the thing yeah. so let's say you've got a conscious intention to uh i don't know stop drinking okay so your intention, your conscious, like you don't want to drink anymore. You want to stop. Right. But you you have these other subconscious programs that are con- keeping you drinking. And so the frustration you feel is like it's like gears grinding. Like you've got the conscious gear grinding in one direction and the subconscious uh, gear grinding in the other direction. And that frustration is you feel is the, the, the conflict between the two. So basically when you find that frustration, you know that like, oh, why can't I do this? Why am I so, that's it. You found like that is something that needs to be worked. That is something that's got emotional programs attached to it that you can release. And like when you do, like things can and do change. And sometimes like just immediately.
0: Wow, that is powerful. And I guess um, that, that, that's the kind of work that you're doing now with your clients.
1: Mhm yep.
0: oh perfect so how about belief systems like how, how, how did you find that your whole belief system changed
1: oh man like oh just like it's, it's a complete 180 my own belief system was that um I don't know in America. Like when you buy like a financial product, like they like a mutual fund or something like that, they give you this prospectus, and on the prospectus it says past performance is no guarantee of future returns, right? Mm-hmm. But my thing was I had built up so many failures, and like I had, and I looked at my life as a failure that I projected those past results into my future, and that's what I was just getting more of. So my my belief system was that you know. And, I, and I'm not, but I always had these like great hopes and dreams. Like, oh, you know, okay, I've, I've done this, but, you know, okay, I failed. Like I can, you know, I can do something else. Right. But my my underlying belief was that I was a loser. And then I was like, those programs were that I just could not, I could not change. Wow. And once I got to the underlying emotions that were, that were keeping me in that rut, the belief system change, and the way that the labels, like the labels disappear because like the labels, good or bad can be, so, they're so limiting. Uh-huh. They, they put us in a box and just limit our experience of life. You know, even if you think like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a yoga person, like, you know, or whatever, like you're just limiting yourself to yoga, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's so much more out there. And so anyway, so yeah, just really be careful. Be careful with consciously, be careful with the labels that you put on yourself.
0: Yeah, it's so true. I know. And I I hate that it's, it's like, you know, on, on application forms and whatever forms, marital status. And I'm thinking, oh, really? You know, and then yeah. as soon as you put maybe like divorced and then that's it, then ultimately, you know, there's judgment attached to that word, you know. It's exactly stuff. it's so <laughs> exhausting, isn't it? So I think all the application forms in the world need to change right now.
1: <laughs> I agree
0: yeah and how about um like your um kind of business now it'd be great to kind of you know dive more into the kind of stuff that you're doing because it sounds
1: fantastic. yeah no problem mm. um like how would you what would you like to hear about like the actual process or
0: yeah well, i mean you know okay. and um, yeah if you can
1: <laughs> yeah no no i'd love to, I'd love to. Oh, cool. um so there, uh, the foundational techniques of uh, ammonia are if you've got the, the muscle testing, um, self-muscle testing. I first learned about muscle testing when, um, I don't know, 20 years ago, I was in like a chamber of commerce meeting or something like that. And oh, I don't wow. know, it, was, it was like a, the, the way I learned was that you have two people and one individual stands with their, their arm out extended. And then another individual who's testing stands uh, to the side and asks them a question. And then they push down, you know, lightly on the arm. And the 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 muscle cannot hold a falsehood, um, or yet cannot hold the strength and a falsehood at the same time. So uh yes, the arm stays extended, no, and the arm will, will the, the muscle will uh not break, but it will uh yeah, it will the arm will fall. It'll fall yeah, mm-hmm. sorry my vocabulary just went out my head for a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and i guess um d- d- does that kind of symbolize you know mind over matter
1: yeah mm, big time right mm-hmm, exactly so i, I first the, the the muscle testing when i first learned the that style of muscle testing i was like that's oh, kind of a cool party trick but i don't know how i'd ever use it um <laughs> But then I found that with this, the, the spiral, this individual taught me the self muscle testing. And I was like, whoa, like I, I love doing things on my own. I love being able to, you know, go inward. And for me, like the self muscle testing, the way it works is for me, I use, uh, I'm left hand, I'm right handed. So I use my left hand as my test hand. So I make a, a loop with uh, my, my, my index finger and my thumb. And then with my testing hand, I use my pinky finger and my thumb. And I make you make two interlocking rings like that, and it's the same principle. So yes, and the rings stay, and no, no, and the rings come apart like that. And so the way the the beauty of the self muscle testing is that it establishes a direct link between you, Mm -hmm. conscious you, and subconscious you, and subconscious you is where the answer to all of our emotional uh, our buried emotional trauma uh, resides. So basically this it establishes a direct line of communication between you and the, the entity holding the keys to the castle of all the, the, the things that we need to heal.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and once the trust is established, then we can communicate and we can start asking questions and we figure out where these, uh, where these emotions are located. And we do that I'm gonna I'm my background. I'm gonna do that. with I wanna Oh, there it is. Do this with the, uh, with the with the meridian chart. And this, okay, the meridian chart has uh, the different meridians, and then inside of the, the meridians you have the uh, different um, uh, organs within each meridian, and then the emotions that are represented in in those. Uh, in those organs so we use muscle testing to find out where these emotions are located um, and then there are meridian release points that correspond to where we find these emotions and we connect with them on a, uh, on a physical level with those release points but then also on a mental level so when I, when I find these emotions then we, uh, we uh, have the individual close their eyes and actually feel where, where that is in their body so sometimes you may feel it in. Uh, we may find it on the meridian chart in the in the heart, yeah. uh, but then like the, the the actual person feels it like in the shoulder, right? Yeah. So then we use the amo breath, the amo breath, to help move that emo- that um, uh that emotion that we find. And the Amo breath is a three-part breath. So Amo is spelled A-M-O. And with the A, it's an ah sound. So we imagine light coming down through the crown of our head, down our throat, and into our chest. Mm-hmm. And with the M, the M is a mm-hmm. And as we're doing that, we're, we imagine that, that light swirling in our chest. And as it does, it's pulling the energy from the emotion that we connected with into our heart center. So we're using the healing power of our heart to pull that that energy in and swirl it around. And with the O, we O send it out. It's like in the 80s, there was a cartoon called The Care Bears, and they would like shoot love or whatever it was through their chest, right?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Oh, interesting. And so do do you do your sessions online? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. That's good.
1: So it'll be open to everyone or anyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I first started uh the first when I first did the the spiral with the individual, it was uh it was all online and I was like, oh, how does this work? And um, the, the more I started doing it, the more I realized like that the separation that we experience in life is created by we create that separation, right? Everything is energy, everything, including the The computer that we're talking on, the voice, you know, the the sound of the of our voice is coming out of our mouths, Like e- everything around us is energy. Even the emotions, the emotions that we embody, embody means actually adding and, and storing in our body. Those emotions are energy too.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, so, what kind of um, clientele do you normally um, like help? What What kind of issues do they
1: come with? Ah, uh, well, just addiction, uh, basically, uh, like, basically, a lot of people just frustrated, frustrated with where they are in life and what they've, you know, what they've, you know, their station in life. Um, I get a lot of, uh, like, people who are, like, in troubled relationships as well, um, and just like, you know, wanting something more and not, you know, just not feeling, um, not feeling like they can, like, they can achieve it um this work honestly like this work is uh it's kind of it's it's like it's alternative medicine right so the um a lot of the a lot of the people that are the majority of the clients that i work with are women so because women are more open to you know to this kind of work Um, guys are still you know they still have that wall in front of them like oh you know especially like anytime you break up emotions with God, they're like, oh, oh, that's not cool.
0: No, <laughs> exactly. I know you <laughs> need to break the silence. God, we need, come on, man. You need. Exactly. To, yeah, come And that's it. That was like
1: my problem is, you know, when I first, you know, when I first started getting into this work too, right? I mean, I was, you know, I was a, you know, regular male dude that, you know, oh, emotions, whatever. You know, I, I, I don't need to deal with that. But one of the first books that I read, uh, one of the, the, the love book was the first book. I think one of the first books I've read, that really kind of like triggered my mind. It was called Molecules of Emotion. And it was writ- written by a, a female um, doctor. And the, what, what really touched me on that book was that the, our emotions affect us on a molecular level. And when I realized that, I was like, whoa, you know, all this anger that I've been experiencing and like, and then I've been projecting out into the world, like that's, like, that's hurting, like that's affecting my body.
0: It's toxic. Absolutely. Yeah, really. Right. Yeah. And did you find like now, because you know, you've released a lot of that, um, those dark emotions, do you feel like you're just so much healthier?
1: Oh, it's unbelievable. So much healthier. In fact, the the transformation, my transformation, as I was just going through this work was actually a physical transformation too. Like mm-hmm. I am about, let's see, Okay, so I'm about 178 centimeters and I weigh about um, I weigh about 78 kgs, right? Okay. As I went through this work, I've got down to about 68 kgs. And I am not. I am not someone that should lose 10 kgs. Like I'm, I've always been kind of slim and trim, and basically from you know the alcohol that I drink, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I was always, I was always fairly sporty. I mean, I you know I rode my bike quite a bit too. Um, but yeah, I was not somebody that could lose that weight. But I, f- I figured out that as I was going through this process, like as I talked about earlier about us embodying our emotions, as I was releasing those emotions, like I was at least releasing the physical matter that those emotions were attached to. Wow. Um, I've had one individual, there's a woman that I worked with uh, uh, last year, and hers was the biggest physical transformation that I've seen. She, when, it, when she... Uh, when she came to me, she like her face was sunken and she was just like just just look beaten down and just just she she looked rough. Okay. And after after we after we worked, it just I was like, oh my God, you are you are a different person. <laughs> I just lighter, happier. And just, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing that when you connect with these emotions and you move them, like it's really literally physically mm. transforms your life. It's Just amazing.
0: That is amazing. So what, what, what can my listeners do right now? If, you know, they're just um, stuck in these negative emotion patterns, you know, they might be feeling insecure, jealous, or just sad
1: or angry. First of all, know that you know, healing is available to all of us. Like you can heal. A lot of us have been conditioned to believe. And this is I'm not bad mouthing the pharmaceutical industry or the medicine, the medical industry. Like I would not be here if it was not for modern medicine. Like they saved my life multiple times. Um, in fact, my first car accident, I actually had a near-death experience where my dead grandfather came and said, you know, go back. It's not your time. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like I said, modern medicine has saved my life. But there's we have been conditioned to believe that we cannot heal, that healing is not available to us unless we have that pill, unless we have that, that shot, unless we have that, you know. The thing is, like, like, if you get sick, you have to go to a doctor, and when you go to the doctor, the doctor has to write you a permission slip mm. that you have to then take to the pharmacy. Uh, that's how it works in America. I'm not sure how it works in the UK. But then oh. the pharmacist, same thing. Okay, yeah. and then the pharmacist then gives you the pill, yeah. and that is what we put our power in. We put our belief in that little purple yellow blue or whatever peel that that is going to be the thing that heals us you have the power to heal you can do it
0: yeah
1: it's so true
0: and yeah I really appreciate what you're saying about the pharma industry because a lot of the times um you know there is like a a bit, a bit of an imbalance in your brain and sometimes you know a pill can fix that right it's it j- just exactly how a pill can fix um you know symptoms of pain or uh, mm. you know just uh, any kind of you know muscular disease mm. or cardiovascular disease um but you're right but I think when it comes to like mental conditions and that's when we really need to do more than just take a pill. Yeah. You know, by all means take a pill to help support you, but you also need to be uh, confronting, you know, your demons and.
1: Experience. Yeah. I mean, it starts, it starts with you, right. It really starts with you. So, you know, I like the way you put it, right. You know, the, 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 the pharmaceutical stuff is there for, you know, to, to help, but like, it shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't be the, the first resort and you should realize that you are so much more powerful than, you know, than, than, we've been pre- given credit uh for
0: yeah absolutely so wow okay so we are actually nearing in the end of this discussion thank you so much and i just want to ask first of all do you miss america
1: <laughs> um i do not
0: <laughs> oh,
1: really? yeah no no i've uh i enjoyed you know part of part of me leaving was uh you know, me running away but then you know now that i'm now that I'm outside of America, or that I have been for you know quite a long time, I actually enjoy. Uh, yeah, I don't really miss America too much. Okay, right. Um, and
0: also, you know, what's what's kind of your plans for the future with Amoni?
1: Uh, well I'm building out, I'm building, I'm building the platform and then I'm hoping to get to, yeah, I'd like to get to the point where the people that I teach to, you know, that I guide through this system um can come back in and then also do work with others. So i would like to just have the system like feed on its on itself and have the you know the people that have have been through the process with me like you know cuz i'm a, I, I feel i consider myself a guide like i've been through the process and i'm here to like you know guide you and, and bring you through the process as well so um you know i'd like to you know give that power to other people as well so
0: Oh, amazing. Yeah. So, all right. So let's hope that, you know, we see your name come up a lot, um, a lot more. Thank you very
1: much. Yeah, thank you. Right, back at you.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's been an absolute honour having you on. And I I, I just love what you're about, the fact that because, you know, a lot of my guests and probably listeners who are listening, um, you know, they've obviously suffered some kind of um, abuse or trauma, but which normally involves a perpetrator. But in your mm. case, you were your own perpetrator, and I think exactly. that, that's that's and I think that's a really powerful message because a lot of us are still living this way where we're our own perpetrators. You know, we're mm. blocking ourselves from uh, fulfill you know a fulfilling life and from healing. So I think it's an important message that, that you're sharing that um, you know you need to really um, seek help and just start healing start filling your your brain with um you know positive affirmations and inspirational stories exactly like you did um you know with the books that you read and the you know gurus that you followed so i think that's a really important message so thank you
1: <laughs> thank you so much honor i really really appreciate uh you having me on really really good ah
0: lovely and so where can my listeners find you uh
1: the website's the best place um uh, amoneclear.com um, also YouTube uh, the, the other social stuff is like obligatory but yeah the, the website YouTube would probably be the best place I have a ton of videos on YouTube so
0: Oh, fantastic. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I'll be adding all the links in this description box. Please do get in touch with Bo. Um if you would like to work with him or find out more about Amoni or, or more about his journey. And if you've got any questions about this episode, then please do get in touch, my friends. So yeah, thank you so much again, Bo. I'll let you um carry on like fulfilling the magic that you currently are doing with your clients. Thank and you so much. yeah, we look forward to seeing you um sometime soon. So I hope so. Yeah, I really do lovely thank you very very much my listeners i shall see you on the next episode until then stay blessed stay empowered and keep healing Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Victim to Victor. Subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes and be sure to follow the podcast on socials to keep updated on what's next and share Victim to Victor with family and friends to help grow the community and spread the positive healing energy.